Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Feels Like Weezer, the weekly podcast where we talk about uh, every Weezer song, song by song, track by track, uh, from the beginning until the end of the game. Um, see what I did there? Because it's the only song we know from Van Weezer right now. Anyway, uh, I'm Zach Fracking Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at the Informal Log. And I'm Eric Nash from Almost Famous Minute. And joining us once again, all the way uh, from his throne as the Mountain King, we have. Oh, no, that is way just too much. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name's James, coming back again. Um, I am a college radio DJ in the great state of Colorado, and I have a show dedicated to 90s rock, so we play a lot of Weezer, and I'm so excited to be back discussing Weezer again. Welcome back. Thanks. It's um, great to be back again. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been so long since we recorded. <laughs> um, Another Weezer song reference. Y- yes, I knew that, absolutely. Um, it's <laughs> Look, I don't like Weezer, okay? <laughs> Nor do I. Wait, what am I doing here again? So today we are not talking about. uh, I was a little disappointed because I thought we were going to be talking about Slave for You by Britney Spears, but we're actually talking about Slave, the uh, ninth song on Maladroit. James, what'd you think of this song? This is just a fantastic Weezer song. It has everything you could want. A great verse. Mm-hmm. The chorus is catchy as all hell. Um, it's The post-chorus is fantastic. The, it's got great vocals, great everything, honestly. I mean, this is just classic Weezer, what you would want, and a great guitar solo, as all the other songs on this album have as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I uh, exactly. I don't have anything to add to that. Uh, because you just you nailed it uh eric what about you um you know i i like it pretty well it's it's uh definitely one of the most poppy songs on this mm-hmm. uh album it, it's harkening back even though i like blue as much as i do it's harkening back to that and i'm not crazy about that hmm yeah, you know, I want I want them to progress more, not not uh, not go backwards in a sense. In I, but at the same time, <laughs> isn't it progress to be going backwards in this scenario? Because we had green last time, <laughs> yeah. so um, I think every listener is screaming at their uh, at their computer right now. <laughs> the green album what do you mean? isn't that bad. Yeah. Shut up, Zach! Um, Either that or why wouldn't they want to go back to blue? <laughs> you, the, the sound the dichotomy of, of Weezer fans. A thousand t-shirts <laughs> ripping because um, they're so mad. The desks all hitting the ground. That's that earthquake you feel, listener. Um, is the, the tens of nerds who would get this upset about a Weezer podcast. 
um, including myself. So, um, Um, so it, it's so you think it's okay, just okay. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I understand. Yeah, it's 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 it it is it is a good it's 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 nice and airy kind of compared to a lot of the rest of the album. I think you know. I mean, we'll start be talking about playing these other songs. Um, you'll have already heard us talk about eight of them by now, but um, uh, yeah, it's it's just. It's it's a nice balance to that to a lot mm-hmm. of that other stuff that's for sure. But just as a song on its own, I'm just not digging it as much as I find all of a sudden in preparation for doing this episode. It's like oh my gosh, this song has a lot of love. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm not sure I'm getting it. So so convince me. All right. Convince me, guys. All right, James, go for it. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I understand, and and it's uh, it's definitely different from what we've been hearing in this album specifically, um, mm-hmm. you know. Which I I guess if, if if we look at it, okay, if if we assume that Rivers is a competent writer, which I think he is, uh, and that he listens to his fans, which I know he doesn't. Um, except for this album, I think that this song, because it sounds so much like Blue, that's why this song is called Slave. Interesting. So you think he was saying he was a slave to his fans? Absolutely. Mm. Well, he certainly said that in interviews. I mean, there's the famous <laughs> Guitar World interview where he's basically like, screw my fans. They suck. They've been trying to take control of me. he feels like an american gigolo you know (laughs) yeah and it's interesting i was looking at the rivers cuomo song chronology to find out where this ranked Mm -hmm. um and the song we just did take control which is a couple weeks ago when you're listening to this was number 601 in the rivers cuomo song catalog this is number 694 so we written wrote 93 songs in between two songs on maladroit and that wasn't even the biggest gap between songs so it's certainly clear that this may have been a response to fans because after 93 songs he may have been experiencing more pressure than he did from earlier times in the recording sessions absolutely well and 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 with maladroit especially is because a lot of this was right um you know and but i mean honestly this song was you know it was it 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 I don't. I, I mean, I don't think that's legitimately what the reason is. I'm going to say it is though, uh, <laughs> because you know th- this. This is one of, and then it ends up being one of the you know fans' favorite you mm-hmm. know deep cut songs. Yeah. You know when it comes on the Spotify sessions. So um, I guess they all recognized that. You know, they were Rivers Cuomo's master, um, but it's a. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's a good song. I think it's a good tune. I lost my train of thought completely there. So um, feel free to pick up wherever. I'm just talking at this point. I always think it's interesting to talk about sort of Weezer and pop music because we can say that part of what Weezer's 
most recent music has been has fallen more into the pop genre, but they've always been such a pop-leaning band. I mean, Rivers mm-hmm. Cuomo has always striven to be a perfect pop songwriter, and Buddy Holly was a perfect pop song. So when we talk mm-hmm. about Weezer being too pop, there's definitely a sense where they've gone more mainstream in their overall sound, but we also can't pretend as though at one point they were much more, much less pop-influenced band. It's just more of how they chose to structure the songs instrumentally and also lyrically, I think. And so I don't find as much of a problem with the song being more melodic because I think that it's still done in the sense that's very Weezery in the sense of, you know, it's very different from, you know, I have to bring up Can't Stop Partying, which is a pop song with a pop arrangement with pop production that sounds awful. Uh, what are you talking about? It's the greatest song ever written. (laughs) Oh, all right. Uh, Mixing alcohol with pharmaceuticals. Gotta stop. Uh, it's the unusual. I listen up. It's it's Weezer and it's Wheezy. Oh, it's so bad. We're just gonna do the whole lyrics here. I'm down for that. It's, we're gonna just rant back at each other. I can't stop partying. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and, and and I think that that's, I think that's where a lot of especially Pinkerton fans don't understand the the true essence of what Weezer is, is that they are, they're a pop rock band, you know, uh, that, that dabble in a, in, in emo, um, you know, it's like, this is, this is truly where they want to be, you know, in, in, in the pop sphere, you know, um, is that, am I, am I just being mean to Pinkerton fans at this point? I think that's what's happening. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if Pinkerton fans would care so much about the sound of the album so much as what he's trying to convey lyrically, because I think I again that's what most people care about with Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. I happen to think Pinkerton is extremely well written and, and demonstrates uh, sort of a, a really good progression from the blue sound, where Rivers was able to sound less overtly poppy but still have great melodies and still have great hooks like you won't listen to tired of sex and think that would be a great pop song with a different arrangement but yet it's still a a, an immensely well-written song i think Mm -hmm. right i I, i've been discounting the lyrical quality Uh, mm -hmm. so uh (laughs) i'm just gonna leave it at that uh sorry i keep going back to pinkerton i know that's fine (laughs) that's usually what happens with these somebody goes back to pinkerton you know usually it's me i grumble at some point um (laughs) but i i think that lyrically this song as well um it's 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 interesting you know i mean because it's it's obviously about love i mean it it with with a different arrangement i think this would fit well on pinkerton lyrically Mm. um because this is this is completely misunderstanding what uh, a relationship should be, you know? Uh, sure. That, you know, you always need to be at their beck and call, and that I'm, you know, I'm essentially a slave for you. Um, I brought it back, so... Uh, <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get my Britney Spears in here. Um, thoughts? I didn't really mm. say anything there, but... Um, can I can I bring up the Spotify Spotify session? No, Eric, you had your now? time to talk, <laughs> and you squandered it by cramping on it. 
The yes. thing with that though is that it's 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 even lighter and you know acoustic mainly at least at least at least the main guitar. Um, mm-hmm. and I kind of really I think I'm pretty sure I prefer that version. I have um, because to it it's yet, definitely but... not something you'd you 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 wouldn't hear that on blue. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm not sure how well that would have fit in the context of this album. Correct. Because this comes yeah, after this comes right. after Space Rock and before Possibilities. Is that mm-hmm. right? Uh, before Fall Together. Fall Together. Oh yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that would be quite the transition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. <laughs> um. You know, and I mean, not to say that they, that that would be a bad thing to have, kind of like a that a little bit of a whiplash there. You know. But but I guess what I'm also I mean you know, the other thing to point out though with with the, with the Spotify session version mm-hmm. as well obviously it, it, it I don't I don't know if he truly came up with okay for the Spotify session you know let's let's revisit because this, because it's happening so much later you know 15 years roughly later mm-hmm. almost than uh, recording for this album. Um, and you know, that, that, you know, just, just the chances that he was working on that maybe, and maybe that's possible. I mean, would he have been working on it for that whole time? Probably not. (laughs) Well, he, because he did have the, the one in 2011. Okay. Uh, he had a, a version of this song in 2011 that was partially um, done as and it was acoustic so I mean okay well, maybe five years at least <laughs> yeah I mean but still I mean that's but, yeah. it, it, but definitely not going back all the way mm-hmm. at least as far right. as we know I, 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 don't, I don't I don't even think he could have created I guess my point is, is I don't think he could have even created that nice of a song <laughs> you know a, a song that a song that your parents could enjoy <laughs> could you know. or at least my parents <laughs> right maybe your guys your guys' parents are probably almost my age essentially mm, at least james i'm not gonna comment on that mm, yeah <laughs> you young whippersnappers don't know what the beatles are um <laughs> but yeah i mean i i I don't know. I, I didn't listen to the Spotify Sessions um, song because I, I just mm-hmm. wanted to talk about this version. But um... I just had notes that said that I don't know how much we could trust or really look into the lyrics on this album that much, given what Rivers has said about how at this time he was basically just creating relationships and women in his head to write songs about. And there wasn't there was no deep emotion. There was no no real life experiences that any of these songs were based off of. And so I don't know if we want to give him too much credit for writing a really deep song when he was just essentially making stuff up to try and find a topic to write about. Not to say that he needs to have a deeply heart wrenching experience to write a good song. Right. I think it, when you look at the lyrics and you realize that there's absolutely nothing there, it falls a bit flat and it looks a bit flabby. Yeah. Disagree. I guess, but at the same time, like I, I think that speaks a little bit more to his songwriting ability. You know, I guess that's what most singer songwriters do. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure that you know, I, I, unless you're Taylor Swift. But <laughs> is that joke still funny? 
No, okay. Um, but, you know, so I, I think it kind of speaks more that he's able to... Because, I mean, this this song is clearly different from um, Take Control, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell that they're two completely different situations. Um, and, you know, the, his ability to do that without having a basis in reality. I think, I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty impressive. You know, mm. I guess that's just what authors, artists do, you know, it's, it doesn't always have to be based on a true thing, but, you know, pulling in, in my experience in writing, it's, it's always a little bit more difficult for me to create an experience just completely out of the blue that I don't really know much about. Um, versus, you know, pulling from my own experience and writing it down. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I guess more of what I was trying to say is that the song could do a really good job of depicting sort of the the relationship you were talking about where he views it as a very dominant relationship, but the lyrics are very sparse. There's not a lot to them. And in that sense, I think if he had done more work to sort of flesh out the scenario more, and then it didn't it didn't need to matter that he wasn't basing it on a real life experience but because okay. it's so tenuous what he might be trying to say it sounds a little bit lazy oh okay so i just completely misunderstood what you were saying initially got it all right well not sure. I don't listen to the music for the lyrics, <laughs> as I said, so. I'm stuck here. I'm stuck <laughs> on an island. Um, Is I mean, the there, there's some, I think there's some lyrical content here. Uh, Dreams taken too far every night. Slave. Which, this could be him talking about how, in his relationship, he doesn't like being dominated. Who put on your heart? You know? Because I can't change, mm. so that's saying you know this isn't this isn't who I am. When not when not when you're on your own, you can see things clear as a bell, and you're free. Uh, that it that has meaning to it somewhere. I just yeah. don't know where it is yet. But <laughs> um, give me give me like a few minutes. I'll figure something out. Um, and my girl will say goodbye to things we'll never try. So he's trying to get. So this this is a conversation, okay, uh, that he's having with his significant other, saying like, "Look, I don't like this. Uh, this is why." So like, when you're on your own, you can see these things, um, like uh, as it, so he's saying you as in the general you, but more talking about himself. Um, like he can see that this is something that he feels completely tied to. Um, and uh, but when he's by himself, he can see that he's free because he doesn't have that that uh, that whole that relationship holding on to him, um, hanging over his head. But then it, I guess it seems like he's trying. It's starting to go better. Um, so we'll say goodbye to all the things we'll never try. Okay, uh, but then love barely alive. It's you know bar- it's it's only mostly dead. Um, and you know, uh, do you, do you get that reference youngin? Do you teach that in your film studies class? Um, but that's my reading that I'm just kind of pulling out right now. So I, I mean, I, so yes, I get what you're saying. Um, 
but well I'm, I'm glad we have different opinions it wouldn't be fun if we agreed. right right uh what i'm saying is you're wrong get off my podcast <laughs> Because I was, I was definitely. I mean, I think the the, the listeners know that uh, I was, I was in your camp, right? I, and I still am, uh, James. That I, I'm, I'm just not one that usually pays too much attention to lyrics. Every now and then, certainly some songs, like Only in Dreams, yeah, you know, ones that I, ones that I, ones that kind of become my favorites because of the music, and then I go in deep on sure. the lyrics, and hopefully they don't turn me off like some when I did Pinkerton when we did Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, I just, guys, I feel like you're doing yourself a big disservice by not paying attention to the lyrics. And I, I say that because sometimes you need that to really understand why it's a good song. Like, Say It Ain't So, yes, it's beautifully written. It is fantastic, amazing. But you put that story on top of it, and it transcends mm-hmm. to another level. You know, uh... And, I mean, it's the same with, with Buddy Holly, you know. Like, yes, when you listen to it, it feels like that, you know, it's got that 50s vibe. But then you hear on top of it, like, he's making these references. He's, you know, throwing in the doo-wops and, and all that weird stuff. The, the the bridge is a perfect example of, you know, using nonsensical writing to portray, uh, you know, a kind of like a, 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 a story. Um you know, so guys, come on. This is the English major in me telling you. <laughs> come on, guys. Books are fun. Lyrics are fun. Uh, Words. Having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. That's all I'm saying. Well, that he's, went in a different library direction. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, it's just it, it's 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 very it's something that means a lot to me. Um, so. Uh, anything else? That's all I've got. I guess I have a lot more. I had a lot more to say than I thought I did. So, I had a note. Yeah, here. I'm good. I had a note here that says that the original pressing of Maladroit said the album featured said on the cover of the it said the album featured Dope Nose and Slave. So it's unknown if that Slave was originally meant to be a single. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Not sure. I think I, I think this would be a good this would be mm-hmm. a good single. Both the songs that you've done, I think, would be good singles. I think any of these songs would be good singles, except maybe Death and Destruction. But... Uh, space Rock, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay, as we continue to talk about it, yeah, there's quite a few. The, yeah. These two especially, I think, would make good singles. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how that would have been received. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Probably it, I, not Neither well. of the singles made a whole lot of traction, I don't think. So, Which is silly because they're great. Yeah, you got the Muppets they, on Keep Fishing. I <laughs> can't I, beat the Muppets. I don't know if this is a thing, but do people think that doing a video with the Muppets is one sign of Weezer selling out? Look, if you – I would just say watch the video and just look yeah, yeah. at how happy these people are doing it. I'm know? not arguing that. In the oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying I'm just, yeah. you, the general you. This is what <laughs> you tell sure. these people. You go – you pull it up on your phone because I know you've already got it queued up always uh, because what a joy that music video is. And it's like these are just guys having fun, making music, doing what they love with people who – people, quote, unquote, who mean so much to them, you know. Uh, so, no, it's not selling out. It's it's following your dreams. It's what every musician wants it to be. You know what? If you haven't played with the Muppets, you haven't made it. I said it. Mark Hamill played with the Muppets, and look at his career. 
Mm-hmm. We have to we have to book Kermit now. Yeah. <laughs> as a, as oh, a hi there, guys. Uh... Oh, he's here now. <laughs> Where did he come from? Oh, you know, just got a key fishing, and a rainbow connection. And it's uh, oh, bye. Ah! Um, <laughs> yay! It's, it's really impressive. Yeah, thank you. Don't, <laughs> don't encourage it, please. Um, it's I, I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> uh, so who covered this song, Eric? Uh, we actually have have a few different things. I mean, uh, definitely uh, th- through my normal way of looking. I didn't find much, but uh, going going then to YouTube, and I found. I'll, I'll I'll say this first one. I think it's just a just a, just a one guy by himself. I'm pretty sure uh, Matt Good. Um, but then we have a couple. We have three more that are that are more bandish. But then one that's even a big name. Um, we got Unlike Honey. Okay. Hmm. No. And then the big one Ju- that I know. I actually know the name. I really can't say I've listened to much of her stuff. Uh, Juliana Hatfield. Hmm. And then uh, Doppler. Doppler? No, I don't know. Some band called Doppler. <laughs> oh man! If I knew how to edit sound really well, I make that do the Doppler effect as I'm going through. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, the Rivers Quote Mo for this episode. Um, so this is when I take a, a completely innocuous word or uh, line and attribute it to. Rivers Cuomo as if he was the first one to say it. Uh, so, as the great Rivers Cuomo once said, no. <laughs> that's, there we go. That's, uh, that's how we do it. So, uh, hey James, do you want to start us off with our uh, with our rankings this time? I would be honored to. I think this song is going to get an 8 out of 10 for me. It's great weezer song uh only reason it's not higher is just i think i have a little bit of a strict upper top two rankings personally but as far as weezer songs go this is definitely top five for me on maladroit and i just a great song that overall that i definitely put on a pretty fair amount when listening to weezer great uh eric what about you Hmm. um (laughs) <laughs> is that the river's Cuomo grunt sound? Trying, trying, trying to prepare myself for your hate. Uh, uh, Six point five. Oh, that's not okay. that bad. That's I was expecting bad. something okay. like a, no, yeah. It's, it's not that I, it's not that I hate it or something, but I mean, I, I admit there's these good things about it. But just for me, it's not. Wasn't uh, it was a bit too much bluey, and at a point where I don't want so much blue. Gotcha. All right. Uh, <laughs> I like this song better than Take Control, uh, but not as good as American Gigolo, uh, or Dope Nose for that matter. So I'm going to go 8.25. So yeah, there we go. So that's, uh, that is Slave by Weezer, um, probably the most anybody has ever talked about this song (laughs) at one sitting, um. So, hey, James, where can we find you? Online. You don't have to give us your address or anything like that. Sure. So uh, my college radio station that I DJ for is not actually a radio station. Uh, We stream online at the Sounds of Colorado College. If you search that up, there should be a streaming link online. You can catch us every Monday evenings at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We play a whole bunch of 90s rock music, including Weezer. So hope hope you guys check in at some point. 
Definitely. Sounds great. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, right up my alley. 90s rock. There we go. <laughs> like, that's what I, I find myself putting on in the background um, with my kid, you know? But, like, it has to be very specific. I have this, like, like perfect playlist in my head. It's It includes Weezer, Blues Traveler, Bare Naked Ladies, and that's about it. Uh, Dave <laughs> Matthews Band. Only mm-hmm. hits, no deep cuts. Uh, you know, that's my that's my... I mean, and that's not even 90s rock, but... You know, that's my that's my background, uh, you know, cleaning, living music. Interesting. That's... J- James, do you get more into the deep cuts? Yeah, Sometimes I'm always, yeah. I'm pretty much deep cuts kind of guy. Like, I always will listen to albums from every artist I listen to. I pretty much only listen to albums. So I have a queue of about 15 albums in my Spotify right now. And so if you name me an artist that's someone that I like, I'll be able to give you pretty much all other songs. <laughs> yeah. Man, you would do really well in a song by song podcast. <laughs> well, well, I mean, and that, uh, yeah, the, the, there is the one specific uh, show, uh, No Filler. Mm, yep. Where yep. They, spe- they focus on interesting cuts. Yeah, I just never learned how to listen to music. I, yeah. <laughs> so eh. I thought that you just listen to albums, and so that's how I got into it. And I didn't, I didn't realize most people go for the broad approach rather than the narrow and deep approach. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very much an albums person. Mm-hmm. Like that that was my big thing. Like I still haven't listened to Black all the way through because I knew I wouldn't have enough time to like sit and listen to it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I'm just gonna listen to the first couple of songs because those were the you know hits. But um, yeah, I get you, man. I feel ya. <laughs> I feel ya. Uh, cassettes the only way to go. It's the true, uh, mm-hmm. the true sound. No, I'm obviously joking because that's that's the worst um eric where can we find you uh yeah um uh my two other uh big uh, podcasts are watchman minute and almost famous minute almost famous minute and feels like weezer here are both on that uh what we were just talking about pantheon podcast network yes Ton of other uh, great uh, rock and roll podcasts there yeah you can uh, check out no filler uh, which we were talking about, uh, and lots of other great stuff, uh, pantheonpodcast.com. Uh, check us out. It's your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll podcasts. Um, I'm Zach Franking-Smith. You can find me on Twitter at The Informal Log. If you would like to talk to us, uh, not on Twitter, in a more regulated forum, uh, you can join the Feels Like Weezer Listener Society on Facebook. Um, you know, Jeff doesn't have to be the only person who talks in that. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at feels like Weezer. You can send us an email feels like Weezer at gmail.com. Um, and that's, that's all, that's all we have. We don't have an Instagram. We're not going to get an Instagram. I can't do pictures. Are you kidding me? My personal Instagram is garbage. It's terrible. It's all pictures of my kid and books. That's not bad. I mean, that's good stuff, I guess, but we don't know how to end podcasts season four, baby. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.